10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Spicy pickle. Ew. Ah, yeah. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show that we do on Saturday nights. And man, that's a spicy pickle. Man, oh man, <laughs> is that a spicy pickle? Mamma mia, that's a spicy pickle. Ma- pa- Papa dia. Mamma mia. Papa, Papa mia. Is that what pimples say? <laughs> Papa Mia. Wait, no, don't leave. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody out there in the internet world. I am Jariah Archuleta, joined today by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hello. And Sam. Hi. You guys don't need to do that. It's up really loud. We can hear you fine. Can you, though? Yeah, I promise we can. Are you sure? Well, yeah, let me, let me click this button, and I'll show you how well... Just t- do some talking, Robbie. I don't know. That gives an echo. Echo. I feel like... I feel like we can hear you pretty well. Maybe. No, I don't know. Everything echoes right now. Yeah, it might be a little echoey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to sound for people. I don't. I, don't I, I guess we'll find it. out in a week from now. I, I know what people are going to hear right now is the jingling of my ice in my cup because I have a cup full of juice and alcohols. Most I mean, the thing juice. that I'm worried about is uh, people are going to hear my stomach sounding like a drain... Uh, <laughs> being unclogged <laughs> mine yeah. too possibly later down the line yeah, yeah. <laughs> e may or may not have eaten a very expired cupcake like five minutes ago well the cupcake is like a week old with cream cheese frosting it's just been sitting out for a week yeah so... in the world yeah <laughs> this is what happens when you don't clear off your kitchen table kind of e will just you're right. eat it you're right he'll do it I've seen it. I've eaten worse in this household, for sure. <laughs> I believe that also. Um, yeah, so we will be um, talking like the last half of all of the episodes of Odd Taxi. Yeah, we just yeah. finished it because we finished our normal show a little earlier than usual. But we got to start early again, which was a really nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, which means that we were able to fit in a whole lot of odd taxi yeah yeah in fact all of the second half of odd taxi yeah um we did episodes 8 through 13 i thought it was 7 through 13 <laughs> actually yeah 7 through 13 yeah and you complain about my movies being too long you chose to i i offered to just watch half a documentary we started <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that wasn't a documentary that was a guy telling us stats what is documentaries other than guys telling you stats? Generally an opinion based off of predisposition. Or conspiracy theory. Or both. Hmm. What do you think of documentaries, Sam? I like them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, sometimes. Sometimes they shit. Do you know what they're doing that I don't like? What's that? Netflix is doing season two of Tiger King. What do you mean I season mean, that makes two sense. of Tiger King? Exactly. They're doing another season of Tiger King. It's just going to be him in jail. It's a lot of him in jail, and it's going to be a lot of them like 
our lives have changed so much since Tiger King season one. For instance, I'm a scumbag still. For instance, I have another zero in my wallet. <laughs> Actually, yeah, a lot of it's going to be that, I assume. And a lot of it is um, they're teasing in the trailers that Tiger King himself is going to try and make peace with Carol Baskins in order to get out of jail. <laughs> That's so These are real people. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. weird that they're... No, I don't believe you. They're all characters. Yeah, I think Netflix that's... made up these characters for us to have a nice little mockumentary about them. No, they're real because they're I have awful. a friend that like has is a tiger. Been to that. Kind of like how we have friends who've been cow tipping before. No, I think she how would that has friends? No, what? I just have a friend that has been to the tiger place before, and there's been. Like multiple stories of people going to that place. <laughs> Are you saying Sam doesn't have friends? Yeah, no, I'm saying that friends. it's never I've been there. It's always I have friends who have been there. True, but <laughs> kind of like I've never been cow tipping, but I know people who have been cow tipping. And cow tipping's a real thing. I feel like no, this... it's not. What do you mean? No, it's not. It's people not tipped cows. No. Have you ever tried to tip over a two thousand pound animal? Yeah. How well did that go? I tipped it. I doubt it. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> press X to doubt. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's my whole argument. My entire argument is just me pressing X over and over again to doubt. Anyway, the place exists. <laughs> it does exist and did, pretty fucked up. Did your friend get to meet the awful people? Aww. Oh. Cool. <laughs> did, your friend got high with the awful people, didn't it? No, probably didn't not. Didn't it? it? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they? You're confirming my theory that the friend was the tiger. Maybe. Maybe the tiger was in the friends we made along the way. We were all tigers. In fact, I've just been seeing you all as tigers this entire time. (laughs) Huh. Weird. Super weird. Yeah. Onto that awkward transition. (laughs) Ah, taxi. Yeah. We're back here. Yeah. We uh we finished it. It's uh we watched a lot. It's all kind of blurring together as one episode. That's fine. So, We're going to talk about it all. Um, he started us off, because that's the only way my memory's going to get jogged. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween. It was and... not, that was last week. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, it's the Halloween in the show, and they're like, we need to catch the math, the skull shooter man. Right. Meanwhile, the hippo's like, I'm going to catch Dobu. Because he's still on his Dobu thing of like, I am God now. Yeah. I will kill the Dobu. I will kill Dobu. Which, he gets way up in his own head. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of those things, like a lot of, I guess not a lot of people, but some people who uh, go from obscurity to being famous, like they let it get to their head a little bit too much and all of a sudden see themselves as a deity. I feel like that's just a real thing that happens to people. Whether it's like they become a famous musician or it's some kind of celebrity or even online startup like a Twitch streamer or a YouTuber. Yeah, I feel like with like the limited amount of episodes and time per episode, they really had to get rid of the subtext yeah. on that one. So he's literally like, I am your god. I mean, maybe it's just because I like there's actual like cults that were started this quickly on the Internet just from like one person. What cults? I don't remember the name of it. There was one that was basically saying like he just wanted to develop a game and he got a bunch of like followers and stuff. And then he like bought a house that all the followers lived in and you were basically put into a hierarchy of people in the house. Neat. Yeah. That just sounds like the Final so Fantasy house. 
It is not the Final Fantasy house, but that's another similar story. Yeah. So it like it doesn't surprise me this kind of story, honestly. Like sometimes they do do that that quick, but like that blatant. Yeah. Weird. I'll believe you. Yeah. You're on the internet more than me. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so there's that, and this episode's mostly about oh yeah, and Otakawa's house was shot at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you get to see him like stare at a door yeah he's like oh it's not good yeah um which i didn't like take that plot as much honestly the shooting of his house or no the... no the shooting i took oh the closet the closet thing because like brought up two or three times it's not brought up a ton it's like every other episode it does something about it but there's not a whole lot no so like it wasn't even like apparent to me that there was supposed to be something going on in it I feel like if we watched him closer, it might be more because like in the first couple sessions, he's like just straight up talking to someone in the closet. Like, oh, really? Yeah, he's like conversing. That That was responding. But three months ago, I guess that we watched that, though. He's having like a one sided conversation with the closet, basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's one of the like it's where the plant seeds in your head about certain things. Doubt. Yeah. What's in the closet? Yeah. What's in the closet? Mm hmm. Um, So, yeah. And then. He has to team up with Dobu, basically. And they're trying to find both who's the shooter, because Dobu needs his gun back, and they're trying to kind of catch a Hawasika or something along those lines, the hippo. Mm-hmm. Just because he's being a nuisance. Yeah, he's just annoying. Dobu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they have an alliance. Mm-hmm. And they're out on the hunt and the prowl, and they start having a conversation about how... Uh, what's his name again? Otakawa. Otakawa, yeah. Is able to like tell people apart and how he's able to. Yeah, he can spot anyone in a crowd basically, unless they're wearing a mask. Unless he hasn't seen their face. Yeah, it's uh, not unless they're wearing a mask because he finds people wearing masks. That's true. It's yeah. unless they're unless he hasn't seen their face. Yeah, that's the reason he could never figure out uh, the the shooter because he never got a clear view of his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he like thinks that he found him, but he doesn't actually know. He knows the guy in the mask. Yeah. Uh, but like, so he like points out a guy and it ends up not being him. He's like, I'm cosplaying. Yeah. It's weird to say on Halloween, but whatever. I guess it's not wrong. Technically. Uh, you got to remember in Japan, it's like, it's kind of like a, well, it's, it's like a telephone basically. Cause like their Halloween's based off our Halloween, which is based off like, and it goes yeah. like their Halloween basically is about cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he ends up just beating the shit out of some innocent dude. Yeah. And that's when the hippo like finds them and just films them. Just, uh, Dobu. Just Dobu. You don't see Otakawa. Um, but they run after him and he gets away. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing is that Otakawa calls the little brother that is a police to tell him like, Hey, here's what's going on. And I want you to help. Yeah. And he doesn't quite believe him. No. Cause you probably would either if someone just is like, Hey, your brother's evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which ends up leading to him, like, getting a bunch of evidence on Dobu. Yeah. Uh, like, recording things and, like, very explicitly trying to get him to say things. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, he's like, okay, so what's our plan again? And who is involved exactly? What's their name? Like, yeah, because, like, he's like, and I got some people on the police, and he's like, oh, really? Who? He's like, you know who. 
No, yeah, but say his name. He's like, you're asking some really expository questions right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really good. Uh, I mean, again, I love the dialogue in this. It's such dry weight and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Otakal was just such a good straight man in it. Mm -hmm. So it, that's why everything ends up working, why all the silly stuff works, because he's just so straight-faced yeah, the whole time. Yeah, he's just kind of a normal person thrown yeah. in this weird world. Mr. Normalman. <laughs> Mr. Normalman. That's his maiden name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Otakawa Normalman. <laughs> uh, but yeah um and then i probably won't be going too much episode by episode because again right. since we watch them all back to back uh around this time is also when the police report that they found the dead body in the harbor yeah which leads to like a flashback episode yeah so that flashback episode is kind of about the start of the idol group and they're like uh, the main girl, I, the poodle, I don't remember her name, but like she's very jealous of everything and wants to be the best at everything, even though she knows that's not really Yeah, like she's like wants to be yeah. the lead of the group, even though she knows she's not the best of the group. And Well, she's not the best of the group, but she's the prettiest. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of how that industry Even works. if it is only in her own head that she's the prettiest. Same. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Sam thinks about this podcast. I'm the prettiest one. I don't know why I'm not hosting every week. <laughs> Because I'm not the most charismatic. That's why I'm just the prettiest. But yeah, so like that's why I deal with social media. Questionably, yeah, it's the formation of that, which was the poodle, the calico cat, and uh, Yuki, the black cat. Mm -hmm. And as they were practicing, one time a higher up basically said that Yuki should be the main one instead of uh, the poodle, which upsets the poodle a lot. Most things do upset poodles. I've yeah. <laughs> uh, anything normal? <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, then it's how the poodle kind of went and asked Yuki to come to the studio in a place with no security cameras in a yeah. dark alley. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, she her plan basically is she was just going to ask that uh, Yuki would step down from the center. But she's like, I'm going to ask. But at that moment, I knew if she said no, well, I was going to kill her. Yeah. But when she got to the meeting place, Yuki was already dead. Dun dun. Wow. We already knew she's been dead. It's the start of the show. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> yeah. She was the one always. There. I mean, at this point, you didn't know, like, it was the idol specifically. But, like, right, right before we watched the flashback, it was like, uh, the idol person yuki matsumarabada matsudarabada matsudarabada has been found dead and there's another interesting thing where when odakawa was watching that he says oh that's not her right he does yeah and i always says we're at the end anyways i i like that line a lot because it's there's a lot of lines like that since you know odakawa odakawa remembers every face he's seen yeah it makes a lot of sense that he's like that's not the idol what yeah yeah yeah. Is Otakawa the name of the taxi driver? Yes. yes. Okay. I came in like halfway through this. <laughs> you literally yeah. came in halfway yeah. through the show. I think it's kind of funny. All it took right, us like, going on? what, like four months to get to the first half, and then we just like watched <laughs> the last half in one night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I chose all the movies, we probably could have watched a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fair. But yeah, so that's the end of that flashback. The only other thing is that uh, something we already knew is the. A horse from the Homo sapiens is dating the poodle, 
And it kind of shows why they're dating, which is like a little nice little cute thing or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we're back at reality. In the present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Otokawa is setting up a lot of plans. Yeah. He's planning to do like some double crossing and triple crossing. Yeah, because like uh, the plot point of uh, the manager of Mystery Kiss wanting to buy the uh, video recording that Otokawa keeps is like, yeah. he's like, listen, I know what's going on. I know that you guys are uh, using the Calico for Badger games. Which is it kind of like Squid Games. No, no. <laughs> I it's think. almost like no, it's not even catfishing. It is catfishing. Not really. Well, I guess though. catfishing is when you lie about lie which, about like, who, you, who are. you are. It's like it's the real person, but she's gold digging. Gold digging, yeah, yeah. that's what it should be called. She's gold digging, yeah, but like mob gold digging. Yeah, she's basically the front so that the mob can steal money from people, mm-hmm. yeah. and they just happen to pick up Otakawa's friend. But that's kind of. A lot of these types of shows anyways like it just happens to be connected also i feel like you could have cut two episodes out of this show if you just took the monkey out maybe i don't even need the monkey you don't he's the weakest character for sure i would say he's just pervy old man yeah pervy old monkey but he gets the shit but get out of him and you know yeah and then cries and then like <laughs> well i guess we'll talk about it yeah. yeah i mean to be fair though you don't like the monkey character but if they didn't have the monkey character, there'd be a lot less of the rapping uh, porcupine. porcupine. That's true. The porcupine is the best character yeah. in the entire show. I want an entire spinoff series with just the porcupine. He was the one. He was introduced in the Halloween 2 when he bumps into Otokawa and starts mm. rapping that Otokawa should apologize. Yeah, it's really good. All of his dialogue is just rapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's funny. Yeah, it's like an interesting thing. Just like a weird quirk that's not really explained. And everyone just goes along with it. Yeah. Because even like in the flashback episode, the poodle was saying like this weird guy came up rapping about everything. And like he tried <laughs> to explain his thing and I had no clue what was going on. But I think yeah. I got the gist of it. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the monkey was kidnapped by the mob after causing 70,000 deaths <laughs> to pay for yeah. everything because he's stupid. Yeah. He did. It. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. Otakawa and Goriki are like, hey, we haven't heard from him in a week. <laughs> that might be concerning. <laughs> we should figure that out. Yeah. Which, to me, like, there's not a whole lot you could do. No. <laughs> Especially if you know that he's, like, pulling all... I, I assume they know that he's, like, in a bunch of debt. They're probably like, the debt's probably got him. <laughs> That's actually... Otakawa even, like, says, like, he's in, like, a lot of debt. He'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even, like... Like, when he's able to help him, he's like, mm, no, he'll figure it out. Well, like, because he kind of needs to, because he needs uh, the monkey to learn. Cause... True. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so there's that. So now there's another plan where they have to save the monkey from dying, basically. Yeah. Um, And to do that, Otakawa sets up a plan and also sets up a second plan that's because he sends the hippo a picture of the monkey and saying, hey, fucking be a real hero. Come He's, get him. Come get him. He's going to be at the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> While also taking Nobu. Nobu? Dobu. Dobu. So close. Uh, taking Dobu and be like, all right, let's save our friend. This is part of my deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to give me anything. Just help me get this guy. Yeah. And so he goes with Dobu to get him. And 
big wolf, not wolf, um, polar bear. Yeah. Um, gets them. He's like, uh, go take care of your friend. Get your friend. I'll take care of this guy. I'm gonna throw him in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just silly. Um, gets in a huge fight. Has some crazy bamboo. Fuck, baboon. baboon. <laughs> he's not a baboo. <laughs> yeah, he's baboon <laughs> with an N. <laughs> So I'm kind of close. <laughs> You're adding the M in there too. <laughs> what? You keep saying what? bamboo. Bamboo. <laughs> it's baboon. Whatever. We know how Robbie is with names. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we have him fighting a pan- or a baboon. Yeah. With polar bear action going on. Mm-hmm. Saves his friend. Gets out of there. He's like, "What about your friend?" Nah, he'll figure it out. Yeah. He just leaves. Um. He says they're idiots. They can only speak through violence. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, gets out of there with his friend. Yeah. And then he wins the fight against the polar bear, uh, Nobu. Nobu. Dobu. Dobu. God damn it. Dobu does. I want to call him Nobu for some reason. Dobu I like want to call the our Dobu a baboo. <laughs> baboo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Dobu like wins the fight. And then he's like going around the corner, gets shot in the leg. And then yeah. while he's shot in the leg, he gets like bombarded by the internet guy he's yeah. like i found him i finally got him wait where'd he go yeah oh god <laughs> he like takes him he's like dobu's gonna admit to all his crimes and it's gonna be me who's gonna do it like, yeah it's going and he looks back and Dobu's just over there and fucking strangles him yeah uh ends up getting the internet guy to take off all of his videos all mm. the things make a video he steals his car apartment all the money he has. Yeah, everything that he's made off of being a famous YouTuber, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Dog says there's a Nobu and goes to Tsushima, so maybe that's what they're thinking. That is probably why, actually. <laughs> All right, we solved it. Just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, makes him make an apology video saying he's going to take everything down. And also, Nobu did nothing wrong. Dobu. <laughs> Dobu did nothing wrong. But also no <laughs> refunds. Also, yeah. <laughs> I will no longer be running internet salons. Uh, also no refunds. I apologize. Goodbye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Dobu throws his phone in the ocean. Yeah. Also, what's an internet salon? Uh, it's like a seminar, if I remember right, basically. So he's like, like they get all together and they're like, all right, well, we're going to do it all. We're going to catch Dobu. And it's also like I'm stream. the best. Hmm. Okay. Probably. That's my understanding of it, at least. Someone Google it. Yeah. I mean I guess I'll Google it. So basically Hippo's out of the <laughs> Hippo's out of the Yeah, Hippo's now. out of the picture now. He can't do it. he was never really in the picture, quite no, frankly. A lot but, of B stories. Yeah. You could have cut this down to ten episodes easy. I don't really know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> there I don't is there's a lot of B stories. I feel like I got the gist of it by just watching like the last episode. <laughs> Maybe. What I need to know. That was all I need to fucking know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. It is charming, though. So, then, uh, Mystery Kiss Manager, like, this is when Otakawa is revealing that he knows everything. Yeah. And the Mystery Kiss Manager is like, well, and then strangles him. Yeah, tries to kill him. But don't worry. The alpaca is here to save everyone because <laughs> she knows Capercia. Ka- I don't remember. <laughs> Capoeira? Yeah, Capoeira. Cap- Capoeira. Somehow also, I know that, but I can't say baboon. I... <laughs> and she, yeah, so uh, she fucking throws a rock at the, yeah. the manager and then fucking kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, um, don't mess with the people who know. 
Capoeira. Like, you thought it was just a joke, didn't you? Yep. And old cop was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but Capu- in his monotone Capuera, voice. Capoeira, is that a thing? Dance fighting. Is Capoeira a thing? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. dance fighting. That's a... Okay. It's Brazilian dance fighting. Uh, from my understanding of it, is Maybe that Bra- uh, slaves in Brazil uh, that were practicing martial arts, um, I guess they're yeah the slave owners found out about the that they are practicing karate and told them to knock it off and so they ended up inventing capoeira and like saying it was just a form of dance so I'm they actually... could continue to not a capybara i'm thinking of capybara <laughs> <laughs> those are a really cute animal they are also cute. still exists yeah and yeah. <laughs> aren't in this show though you know i don't think it was a single one i, I mean that's about I mean, animal like that's what i kind of that would have been really cool to have her being taught capoeira from a capybara also, Capo. what would it mean to you, Sam, that she's taught Capybara? I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like it's an animal thing. This is, has to do with animals, uh, but apparently yeah, also yeah. not. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, basically, he sets up another plan with the manager that when they steal the money from the bank, there's going to be nine counterfeit cases and the manager just has to say, hey, let's check two. Yeah. Because uh, Dobu knows that Yasu, I believe, Yosu, Yasu, something, the porcupine yeah. is just going to check one. And when he does, he's going to leave and they're going to have the corrupt police chase him. And then that's all done. And in the meantime, Dobu steals nine. But not being content with this. He is going to also have the police distract him enough where he steals the final 100,000 yen. Yes. <laughs> and then he'll be content. Is okay. it 100,000 yen? Like 1,000? Take 10, away 10,000? Yeah, 10, take away two zeros. Okay, yeah. Like 10,000. $10,000. Mm-hmm. It's a no? lot still. Yeah. Thousand dollars? A hundred thousand. Yeah, you take off two yeah. zeros, that's a thousand. Thousand dollars is still so in total, it was a billion yen. So take ten percent of that. <laughs> <laughs> My numbers are it doesn't matter. It's a lot of money, is what the hundred Yeah, it's still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's enough money. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. So that's Dobu's plan is just to steal it all and humiliate the porcupine in the meantime. And then o- Odokawa's double crossing him with like five different strategies because he also knows there's the GPS in his car because the guy with the gun has been able to track him well enough. Yeah, Odokawa just turns out to like be oceansing, ocean elevensing this whole thing. Probably. <laughs> I think he's just seen so much shit in his life. He's just like. Yeah, figured out what to do. Yeah. So yeah, so he sets up this whole thing to basically get everybody else to deal with each other so he doesn't have to. Yeah, which is, it makes sense because Odokawa himself doesn't have much to, no. he can do. No, he doesn't. Um, yeah. are, we on the, are we on the ultimate up, the penalty? We're getting game? there. Um, yeah, the other stuff is uh the since the mystery kisses they found the dead body right mystery kiss can't go on obviously because one Cause of they their, lied yeah one of the members dead and they replaced her 
and didn't mention it to anybody yeah and the, <laughs> their their excuse was oh we just thought she ran away yeah everybody gets arrested is fine yeah well not yet not yet <laughs> yeah and yeah that basically sets up most of that i think we're about ready for the final couple stuff yeah so like big spoilers for odd taxi i really do recommend watching this it's very very charming mm-hmm. um i don't think that it hits the heartstrings as much as maybe it wanted to for me mm-hmm. i'll say um i thought it was pretty good it was fun but it wasn't like emotional for me at any point really um maybe the most motion i got was on episode six five five actually i think going the shooter story the shooter backstory oh yeah I think that's like the most emotional. That was like I got four, I think. Yeah, that was like the most it did for me emotionally. Similar to Squid Game, it got really good halfway, and then you fell. <laughs> well, like no, yeah, I, okay. I don't think I was emotionally attached to any of it, just because like I don't. I still haven't finished that. I'm still like on an episode <laughs> oh, seven or something. No, it's fine. We already spoiled it for you. Well, I kind of covered my ears, but <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, that counts I... if she listened to that episode or not. Yeah, she I kind of listened. I think I probably know. What happened? But so I mean, if you watch similar stuff, you kind of know where it goes, anyways. Yeah. I would say, but um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I think it really is attempting. I guess it does a lot of like giving you a bunch of backstories, but I think from the fact that it literally gives you like every character's backstory at once, I don't. I think it's not entirely expecting you to like feel for every character or yeah, anything. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I think it's more like it's. I think it's more that's like, okay, this is how the genre goes, so this is like set up for motivation and stuff. Yeah. Rather than feel bad for the girl who can't, who takes baths, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, spoilers for the ending of Odd Taxi if you want to check it out. Uh, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Good show. Yeah, it was good. It floored me when I watched it. Floored you? I don't think it floored me. I liked it though. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, the plan's in motion now. Although the person who won the lottery is a lot not into it anymore. Yeah, because he found out that, you know, the group that he had been trying to support this entire time is going to go under because one of their members died and they tried to cover it up. Yeah, and he's like, his plan was to buy 300,000 copies of their debut CD. Just so that they would be famous now. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be enough for them to go gold probably would it count if it's one person though i feel like that's manipulation of the doesn't matter they sold it fair enough all right um was it fox news actually he does that with all of their pundits whenever Mm. they write a new book fox news will buy out the book on day one and then they just give it to guests and stuff whenever they leave they like keep them in a room Mm. um i only know this because there's a podcast i was listening to that sam uh, told me to listen to or one of the people on it used to work at Fox and he said that's what they do oh. so what podcast uh the uh show rookie. the people uh last podcast on the left oh last podcast yeah I haven't listened to that in a long time actually me either it got too overproduced yeah I yeah. agree I feel like that's what happens with a lot of podcasts and that gets kind of yeah it's all ads and it got like super overproduced like six months before they were purchased by Spotify and then they yeah. did the Spotify deal and it just became they lost edge because I think they had to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Plus I always skip like the more like alien UFO episodes yeah. and went for like the true crime and 
Yeah. Usually stuff like that. Yeah, their earlier stuff is better, but that's just because Henry's allowed to be fucking weirder. Yeah, but I think he graded on me a lot. Oh, he's definitely can. Like, if you just binge that show, yeah, he'll get right on your nerves. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over, I mean, they're successful for a reason, though. They yeah. Have, they have a good thing. Yeah. I actually prefer their Adult Swim live shows now over anything else. What? Yeah, they do, like, this live thing on Adult Swim live stream, and it's just, like, an hour huh. and a half, two hours long, and it started off with, like, the first six times they did it, Henry was just trying to get them canceled, so they just show horrible shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Anyway, this isn't the other podcast podcast. No. Um, yeah, plan <laughs> set in motion. Porcupine and Polar Bear are bringing the the super fan to get the money from the bank. And everything seems to be going well for them. They check the case. There is money in the case they check. And... They're like, ah, oh, well, maybe we should check another one. But the polar bear is like, no, we got to get it out of here. Someone might, you know, do something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, one out of the 10 cases seems legit enough because I checked one stack out of all these other stacks of money. Yeah. So seems legit enough for me. Plus, we're in a hurry. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're running away. Dobu just quickly goes to the bank. He's like, all right, load it up because he paid the <laughs> bank off. Mm-hmm. And then... As that's happening, there Otakawa like is in position, waiting for the next step. Tries calling the manager, but the manager's like, "I'm not there because I have to deal with all the shit with <laughs> Mystery Kiss." Yeah, but that's fine, you know. So it's like I had this big old elaborate plan, and now it's starting to go to shit. Yeah, but that happens. It, and, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Dobu meets with him at the parking lot they were gonna do, and when Dobu's distracted. Uh, Otakawa slips the GPS into the actual van. Yes. Which makes it to where the shooter knows exactly where that van is. Yeah. So, as that's happening, Otakawa drives Dobu to the lookout spot, I guess. And at that time, the police, uh, the corrupted police pull over the van with the super fan. He's like, ah, well, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're, we're just picking him up, you know? It's, we're just doing him a favor. We're helping a guy out. Yeah, and they're like, all right, let me check these. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is counterfeit. <laughs> these are fake. Yeah. My fa- this is one of the best, because, you know, the porcupine literally is always rapping. He's like, what? What do you fucking mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, boss, you're not rapping anymore. What happened? Like, I don't fucking care. Why is it counterfeit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's that's all fun. And the, the uh, Daimon is the police name. He's like, all right, well, we got to go back to the my car so i can ask you guys some questions and yeah. then he goes up to the super fans like all right you can leave you know and he's like what uh, i mean you you won the lottery uh, these guys are being weird you can leave but what about do you want to die or what yeah <laughs> <laughs> so super fan just walks home yeah <laughs> from the middle of nowhere basically he doesn't have any money what are you yeah. gonna do yeah so diamond's like holding him and as that's happening uh dobu manages to sneak the other car with one tenth of the entire billion dollars away. Yeah, and then he gets he parks that, puts the money in the trunk of Otakawa's taxi, and they go back to the parking lot. And Diamond's and the porcupine and polar bear realize they've been duped. Yes, so they steal the car. <laughs> yeah, they steal the cop car. Um, while that's happening. 
you get the confrontation between the shooter, Otakawa, and Dobu. Mm-hmm. Which is... Confrontational? Yeah, the shooter, like... I kind of like what they do with shooter because the shooter's like, I don't know. I just kind of got bored. Yeah, yeah I don't like, even know if I'm like... it's literally he doesn't know what else to do with his life, and so he's just chasing cars, and he's not sure what he's going to do when he catches one. Yeah, he literally is like, uh, I was having a huge thrill of it when I started, but now it's just kind of boring, and I want to be done. Yeah, I just want an apology from him, and I'll go away. Yeah, so Otoko was like, I don't, I, I don't know what I did to you. He's like, you know what you did to me? You, you almost ran me over. You made me drop my phone. He's like, oh, I mean, yeah, no, my bad, dude. I like. I didn't yeah. think about it. Like, that's definitely rude for a taxi man to do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so he it bows politely to show that he's being serious. And the eraser that <laughs> the alpaca gave him in like episode two falls out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the eraser that the the phone addicted guy tried to buy for a hundred thousand yen way back <laughs> in middle school. Back in like episode four, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's silly. Yeah, it's silly, but I like it because it kind of is how everything... he just got screwed over so much by life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though a lot Plus of it everything was comes full circle for him. I know. He learned ditch eleven yeah. is actually Nobu. Dobu. Dobu. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? But Dobu, Dobu's really calm in this because he's like. He shot six bullets already. Yeah. He shot two at the uh, club, one through the window, two during the car chase, and he shot me at the harbor. So that's six. He's out of bullets. He has nowhere yeah. else to get them. And so he's like very calm and like, listen, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Just give <laughs> like me you... my gun back. Yeah. And the phone guy's like, fuck you and just shoots him yes and then just starts screaming and running away yeah. Yeah. but once again coming from a sense of like he didn't know it, he, he was just going with the flow of what he thought was the thing to do and so he shoots him realizes oh shit i just shot a guy and runs away yeah it's just so yeah. funny like what even happens after that yeah <laughs> like what do you do after you shot someone yeah. It goes to show he was not planning ahead at all for no. any of it. No, it was, was all emotional. Yeah, yeah. it's the seat of his pants all along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Dofu's like, oh, Kawa, come just pick me up. I know a guy who can just treat me. And Okawa's like, no, you should just go to a real you hospital. You should go to a hospital. Just do what you can to live in like a correct way and get fixed right. Uh, I'm going to give the money to the rightful person and end yeah. all this. Steals the keys from Dobu and Dobu's like, fuck. <laughs> I can't believe I've been double crossed by this person who as many times said he doesn't trust me at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. And that I forced into this entire situation. Yeah. And so he ends up putting the keys. He calls the fan. He's like, hey, this is where it's at. Just come over here. Even if the police are here, just walk like in here like you belong and it's yours. Yeah. And uh, and whoa it's a cop car but no it's the porcupine mm -hmm. they stole diamond's car so orakawa runs away well he drives away well, in, drives his taxi. Away in his taxi and that leads us to the final episode mm -hmm. which is really just the conclusion of every character's story kind of yeah um which one thing that we actually did kind of skim over that happened was, in all these episodes yeah, too is that the doctor was following up on orakawa's past because he didn't want to talk about his past so he started following the trail of like his childhood and everything that was happening yeah. to him. Cause like yeah. he starts at Otokawa's residency. Ask you about that. He's like, yeah, what has Otokawa been here for? So and like, 
Orokawa's just been living at that place since fifth grade. Yeah. So like 30 years, basically. You learn that there was this fund set up for him and his rent's been paid for his entire life. He never mm -hmm. has to worry about money. And all the money that was left over, he had just gave to his landlord to do whatever she wanted with. And she yeah. gave it back to the fund that was giving money and to him. He uses the funds from his taxi to try to pay back yeah. that, too. Yeah. And Goriki's like, oh, yeah, I guess he probably wouldn't want to leave because his parents will come back one day. And the landlady's like, are you really his friend? Yeah, like, if you're his friend, you'd, you'd know that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, his parents are dead. Yeah, you learn that they died in a car crash into the ocean and drowned. Yeah. Uh, you also learned that they were kind of shitty. Yeah, but you... So, yeah, the... Goriki's entire arc is just kind of like piecing together why Otakawa is the way he is. Where it's like, he's just had a really shitty home life where the only, like, happiness he found is when he got to go to the zoo. Yeah. Because he was bullied through school. His parents were terrible, abusive people. He was kind of anti-social. Not anti-social. Um, anti-social means a different thing. Mm -hmm. He was... Um, not really. He had a huge uh, social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So, he not like people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He liked animals much more. Yes. Mm -hmm. so. And after you've learned about the accident and all of that, um, it starts showing... Everybody is showing up at the river. Yeah, they all kind of ended up conglomerating at the river for uh, for different reasons. Some just kind of were there. Uh, the Homo sapiens lost their uh, contest. Yeah. So it was the um, boar asking the horse to just like give him one last chance because he knows he's been a terrible person. <laughs> he's basically. like, I'll be funnier. Like, I won't shit on you as much. You're a great straight man. Please just give me one more year. Yeah. I need you. He's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, because like uh, the horse was like, you're right. Let's just split. Yeah, you can do way better than me, as you've said many times. Yeah. Um, horse has no uh, self-esteem. No, he just has a nice face, basically, is yeah. why he gets to where he gets. But yeah, uh, so there's that. Um, the hippo just kind of was trying to figure out what to do with his life after <laughs> Like, being told, like, just fucking get some self-esteem, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the idols are sitting there just kind of like, well, what else to do? <laughs> like, yeah, like, we're no longer around. idols. That kind of, that ship sailed. Yeah. So they don't know what to do with their lives anymore. Uh, uh, Pervy Monkey is sad. sad because he's in debt. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he also went from being, like, very, like, working part-time as a janitor because doing like the minimum that he can to just keep his lifestyle up to now working two jobs to pay off the debt that he accrued over all this. He can. He like, he's made a carrot. He's kind of messed up from like, he just is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's definitely more hurt now, but also has nothing <laughs> left. Yeah. So his and, whole thing is working two jobs to get out of debt, to make a thing of his life. And the one that makes the most sense to be here is the phone addict who is just going to kill himself because he doesn't have anything left to do. Yes, so he's there just to jump off a bridge. Uh, also, the uh, YouTube guy's there. Yeah, I mentioned him. Oh, he did. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I was drinking a drink, I think. Um, <laughs> so they're all getting together, and it's like PC together, Okawa's history as he's in this high-speed car chase off a bridge. Yeah, he's remembering, like, <laughs> How his parents died and what's actually going on with him. Yeah. And high speed car chase, and he 
drives off a drip off a bridge. Yeah, it's the bridge wasn't finished, and he just drove off of it because he was panicking. And all the yeah. characters that he's interacted with this entire time are just there to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the alpaca uh, is also there because well, they're driving yeah, along. The Goriki and the alpaca got together to like basically figure out what to do because they saw Otokawa's in a high-speed chase. Yeah, uh, they're there. And so she goes down and uses her capoeira to break open the window, save him. Uh, he ends up in the hospital. Well, he's in the ambulance. He's in the ambulance, yeah. Um, and uh, when he opens his eyes, they're not animals anymore. No. They're humans. Because they were they... humans all along. <laughs> what? They were humans all along. Oh, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't understand what you said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Um, they never were animals. Otokawa just saw that because that made it easier to bear with life. Yeah. yeah. To imagine everyone's an animal. Yeah. So that's what he did. He Which made... also kind of explains why it's easier for him to like pick people up or out of a crowd. Because he doesn't see them as people. He sees them as distinct animals. Yeah, so like mm. in photos, when like he was shown photos, like just dark photos even, just like of a shape of somebody, he's like, oh yeah, that's a person. How do you know? Because I've seen that person before, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because like he sees animal shapes, he's like, that's that animal. I know that animal. Yeah. Uh, whereas people are just like, that's just another people shape. So Yeah. I will say like, it isn't like arbitrary what animals people are. They're like, no. whatever animal Otakawa would be reminded of by yeah. seeing them. Like even when even at this point, you know who's which character without them even saying because they just still look like whatever animal they were. They did, yeah. So yeah, Goriki and the alpaca are t- with him to the hospital, and it's like, oh, he can't talk to girls. It's wacky, haha. This <laughs> <laughs> is um, a silly thing, but yeah. And then you just get like quick flashes of wrapping up every character's story. Yeah, um, Kirby Monkey's working another job. He's working that's like five. Li- jobs. It's literally five seconds. Yeah, that's his story. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. That's his story. There's not much just um, the uh, comedian duo is still working together. Yeah, but much lower key stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the skunk or yeah, the skunk got the money and he just gave Okawa a bunch of it because he's yeah. like, you just you deserve this, my dude. And Okawa's like, I don't want money. And he's like, do something with you. I owe you so much. Please. <laughs> I mean, he does say like, well, I have an idea of what I can do with this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. So there's that uh, the police did uh, arrest all the people who were involved with the death of the idol. Yes. Including the uh, poodle. The poodle, the other person, and the manager. The poodle. But not the person who replaced the other idol. Not her, but I don't think the calico was arrested. It was the poodle, the manager, the porcupine, and the polar bear. They were all arrested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, it's all of them were arrested. Uh, Dobu was arrested as well as Big Diamond because he yeah. was involved in all of it. And Little Diamond was the one who actually had to take him in, basically. He is in his own brother because he was evil. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was a silly scene when like Dobu's like, lying in the hospital bed and he hears Diamond speaking. He's like, Diamond's like, oh you know what we got to do now. And he looks in and his little diamond's like, ah, it was me. Yeah. Like, I hate that joke. Ah, it's the best. Yeah. And it was revealed here that like, cause Dobu was asking like, what if I just run away? The little diamond was like, I'll just shoot you again. Like again, you're the one that shot me. Yeah. Like, Which makes, yeah. it makes a lot of sense in context too, because like at that time, 
uh, the skull shooter had no reason to shoot Dobu. Yeah, yeah. Because he was only chasing Shot him, him at the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um... <laughs> Otokawa <What>? knows who <laughs> uh, was the person who set up the funding all along. <laughs> Which... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funding was set up by the tapper all along, which was the guy who was the boss of all the Yakuza. <laughs> Samantha, you have to take away all the noise from your hands. I can't. Oh, I You're worse it. than E. <laughs> you, I'm just here. I'm just fighting you. Uh, so yeah, the tapper was the one who set up all the like funds for the orphans all along, and paid for it being a yakuza yeah which you get like a couple scenes with him throughout the show yeah he's yeah. always in the sauna talk to otakawa yeah and it isn't until now otakawa realizes who he was because his childhood kind of got repressed yes so yeah and then final scenes is mostly just like good uh otakawa being like all right i'm getting ready for taxi man and the replacement idol is talking to her mom. Yeah. And the judge is just like, yeah, it was her. <laughs> she did it. Yeah, it doesn't even like hint at it. It just literally shows her that she killed the other idol because she was in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um, she's talking to her mom. She's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm going to try out for some other pl- bands. or well, other other Maybe I'll be solo. Yeah, she like, was... yeah, I only have one other idol person, so I don't know. Maybe I'll get rid of them and go solo. Yeah, and then the mom's like, and she's like, all right, yeah, I shouldn't push my luck, but I do have to find a taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> and so her last thing, after it shows a flashback and shows that she killed the other idol, mm-hmm. uh, is getting in, uh, I can't think of his name right Otakawa's. now. Otakawa. thank you. Otakawa's cab, and he's like, hey, where to? And she's like, <laughs> I mean, it. another thing that it actually kind of shows is it kind of hints that she was uh the person on that Zootopia game or whatever it was called. Zootopia? Because, yeah, she deletes it off of her phone at the end, too. No, she doesn't. That's the guy who was who was addicted to Yeah, that's to the it. office worker guy. He deletes oh, it off okay. his phone. Oh, okay. I thought she deleted yeah. it, too. No. no. Okay. Also, uh, the Zootopia guy was for sure uh, Dobu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And that's just Ooh. how it ends. Like, you don't... Like, maybe she killed Otokawa, like... maybe not. She probably tried she probably attempted to but i'm gonna say i think Otakawa's smarter than her yeah i think so as well because like again even even with all this Otakawa still can remember a face yeah yeah and like it brought this up early when they revealed that they found the dead body of the idol he was like that's not her because that he never had her in his taxi it was always a different taxi yeah and this was the girl that was in his taxi the whole time. Yeah, that night. the one that he drove. Um, yeah, so I feel like he's like, oh, I know who this is. I need to get the police. Yeah, he's probably going to figure out a way to get her booked, basically. Yeah, I imagine I imagine he wins. Yeah, and then I guess the other thing is in the closet, the person he was talking to all along was just a cat. Just a cat. It's a little cat. A little kitty. Which he was like, <laughs> I think his last was like, Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's just like, okay, it's a, it's just a cat. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... Well, it he... always goes along with... Uh, you were saying earlier that he can't tell the difference between animals and humans beforehand. Yeah. So he, maybe he saw that cat as a human and didn't know the difference. He didn't. Because, like, even when he... 
like in the early i know you don't remember it too well in the early episodes he spoke to it like it was a person like he always was like you can just leave anytime you want oh yeah i don't I mean, even like remember stuff that. like that yeah but uh yeah it was just a cat all along um so yeah that's the whole series yeah that's all of odd taxi yeah it took us like four and a half months to get through 13 episodes and we did this whole second half in one night it also was much shorter than Watchmen. <laughs> it was much yeah. shorter than Watchmen. that took us a long long time it took us so long like i feel months. like i need to like rewatch it because there i feel like there might have been like some after credit scenes probably that, i think because a couple of them yeah yeah because the whole thing of like that got just that one random guy who like ran away from the main character and Watchmen lubed himself up and went to a drain. You're like, yeah, I could have swore that they explained that in the show, but they never explain it. Maybe in an after credit scene somewhere, but never actually explaining it in the show. I think there is an after credit scene. That shows. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this being my second time watching odd taxi. There's a lot of cool things you can pick up on. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It seems like it hints at everything quite a bit. Yeah. And that's something Ryan brought up, which I love. Uh, it's one of those shows where you can watch the intro sequence and kind of like it's a cool thing to watch. But as you keep watching it, everything has a different meaning to it. Yeah. Yeah. There was another show that Sam watched this week for the first time that does that same thing. Was it uh, Midnight Mass? No, we it watched that all at the same time. True Crime. Detectives. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just True Detective. Uh, Ed and Eddie. True Detective. <laughs> True Detective. True Detective is a really good show. Yeah, but yeah, first season. I want uh, on taxi. Good show. Yeah, I recommend watching it. It's even if you know the plot. I think it's just super, super charming. Yeah, like you re- you watch this for the writing. Like Onokawa is one of my favorite characters He's in fun. recent anime. He's a really like, great straight man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, True Detective, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to have a ten thousand word essay prepared by tonight. Um, so I expect and... you did that. Then I asked if I could use the same word. You said yes. Uh, <laughs> it was a very, 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 very good. It was a very, very, very good. It was a very, very good. Yeah. That show just a very, very good. <laughs> she was very so women. often that she ran out of words and yeah. just put good. No, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. All the characters were fucked up and shitty. Yeah, I like the performances in that show a lot. I was like, well, you, yeah. You never let Robbie speak his thoughts on Odd Taxi. I, I didn't, did I? Shit. Yeah, Robbie, Odd Taxi, what do you think? What are your thoughts on it? I mostly agree with you guys. That's why I didn't really interrupt you. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it was a charming show. Like It has a lot of dry humor and a lot of dry wit, but that it uses very well. So it's like Otakawa is very charismatic, but in a very dry, sarcastic way. Yeah. Which is. makes him more realistic and more likable. And a, basically a show where there's a lot of people who have like a lot of characteristics about them, which is why they all appear to, appear to be animals to him, is because of their characteristics. And like from the way that they look and the way that they act and everything else, like, oh, that's definitely a gorilla, not a human. Oh, that's definitely an alpaca, not a, a nurse kind of yeah. thing. Uh, it. I kind of pieced together like on the last episode whenever he was at the zoo and he started talking about how he saw the animals more than the people and how he identified as the walrus that like, Oh, like these are all people. And he's just seeing them as animals. Like I kind of realized it then, but then, you know, whenever they put in the fact that he almost drowned whenever his, uh, whenever his mom decided to, you know, 
kill the entire family by drowning them in a car. And he's the sole survivor of it. That that was just how he dealt with that happening. And like there was possible brain damage from it. And so he just sees people's animals now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, well, something I want to say about Odd Taxi. When you pitched it to me, you definitely said it was a whodunit. I would say it has whodunit elements, but it is not a whodunit. I tried to, re- I did rectify that as we were watching. <laughs> I was saying I might have like oversold the whodunit aspect. <laughs> like the show literally tells you towards the end every single every question. Single yeah. Like I'm not. <laughs> I think like watching the show, there's a lot of whodunits, but I think it's more just it has the vibe of one, not necessarily it was one. That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. The like, whodunit was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mostly just like I just love the show and rewatching was so great, especially like so many lines had different things. One of my favorite is like in an early episode, uh, the doctor asks Otakawa Shrimp, like, what do you see me? And Otakawa says, a gorilla. And it's such a funny line on the rewatch, <laughs> knowing that he's not a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, oh, huh. there's yeah. a, and like there's so many explained things like why he just showed Otakawa a picture of a bird. Stuff like that yeah. makes oh, a lot yeah. more sense. Yeah, there's a normal picture of a bird. Yeah, he's like, yeah. This "What's is a this? Bird. A bird? Why yeah. would you fucking ask that?" <laughs> yeah. Just lots of fun little things like that, and it it's like gets to get away with like, why is there normal animals in this show about vagle animals? Yeah. And it's like because there are no vagle animals. <laughs> just like yeah, I I think watching it a second time definitely cemented my love for it. Yeah. Anyways, now you can talk about True Detective. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be much to say. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it was really good. I watched it in like... The span of 12 hours. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I just watched the first season. Apparently the second season is shit. And the third season is good. So I'll watch the third season. That's is this the guys, the one you guys were talking? No, that was Son of Anarchy. Never mind. I was going to say where you were talking about them going to Wyoming or something. Ireland? Yeah. Different show entirely. <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, they're basically <laughs> occupying the same part of my brain, Ireland and Wyoming. Um, I got the right amount of syllables. So yeah, True Detective is, each season is its own story entirely. Different characters, different everything. Um, season one is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably the best. Um, I, I like three the most. I, I disagree with you, but you know we, we've had a lot of discussions about three. I'd say the characters was just played the detectives Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Their characters are deeply flawed and fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are. And they're also just very obsessed with this case, which yeah, yeah. I guess they have their differences, and it brings them together in the end. <laughs> Yeah, um, it ends up being a really huge case in season one, yeah. which is what I, I like about it so much is that like, they're right, like they're, I think one of my favorite quotes I've said on here probably a bunch of times is like, uh, history shows that you can't be a good man and a great man. And I think these are great men, but they are not good men. <laughs> like they're really good at doing detective work. They're not good they're at being not... people. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty bad at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really good. Cool, much more fancy. Say, uh, it is extremely good. You guys have already talked about it in length, I think, on this show. Well, oh. tune in like seven 
months from now when I start my <laughs> watching of True Detective. I don't think you would like any of it. Either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, yep. that you, gets... you guys say that a lot, but it's still always a toss-up. I didn't think I would like Squid Game as much as I did. It is, at its core, about flawed people doing flawed things while investigating an extremely, extremely dark case. Yeah. That yeah, that sounds... show gets very dark. I don't know. That sounds like not something I would watch. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I'm saying it's like none of that sounds like not something I was watch as in double negatives. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh -huh. I shouldn't be using double negatives. I know it's bad grammar. <laughs> I'm saying like it doesn't sound like I wouldn't I would dislike it like it. None know. of that seems. Bad. I mean, I'm I don't confused. really know what you like, so that's what that's the point of the podcast is. I don't really know what he likes. Well, yeah. I think part of what he's thinking about is like Woody Harrelson's character. One of his deep flaws is that he can't stop sleeping with other women that are not his wife. Much I younger. probably would dislike that, but yeah. I mean, but you're not supposed to like it. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a pretty shitty person, Dick. Oh, again, tune in seven months from now when I uh, when I finally start it, and then I'll be like, I don't know, it's all right. <laughs> I think that's probably what you would end up doing. It is a whodunit, though. Okay. Um, Dang, and it's gonna, just like Odd Taxi will show you the entire hand of cards. It does show you everything. It does. Oh, does it? Okay, Towards the end, good. it does explain literally everything. Yeah. Um, which I think is good for it, because the the story, the message that it's trying to convey is not like, don't kill people. Well, obviously, don't do that. <laughs> but like, it leaves you with a grain of hope, whereas the rest of the show has not. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like that show, like the way that the season one ended was absolutely perfect for that show. Okay. It was great for that season. I ended up not liking it because it was a little too happy for me, which is probably why I ended up. Well, you're sad. It was it was cynically happy. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that's why I ended up liking season three so much is because like. Yeah, man. Shit's Did just it fucked. end up happy, though? I didn't think it ended up that happy. I mean, they they caught I, the person. I would argue Spoilers, that season three but... ends happier than season one does. Oh, I don't agree with that. I agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> you agree with yourself, Robbie? <laughs> I do agree with myself, yes. I think we watch different shows. No, we watch the same show. We just got different messages from it. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it ends up happy. But... It does give that grain of hope. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't think there's a grain of hope at the end of season three. No, there is. Well, I don't know about three, but one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I've watched, so <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Never. That that's like one big disagreement that me and Dry have is I like season one better than season three, and he likes season three better than season one. I like season three a lot. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that one definitely has more character development in it than season one does, but yeah. It ends up really not being much about the case. No, it ends up being almost nothing about the case. Yeah, which ends up working great for what I liked about season three so much, actually. Um, season two is just garbage. It's just a complete fucking garbage fire. Don't waste your goddamn time with it. Okay. I mean, that's what it was. It's like I watched the first episode. It's like, oh, it seems somewhat interesting. And I was like, no, stop watching it. Stop watching it right now. <laughs> Do you like back alley property deals? Sure. Yeehaw. Literally, that's season? it. Do you like Vince Vaughn? Who? He's all right. Being completely serious and not having a single joke. Yeah. Who's Vince Vaughn? Exactly. Um, <laughs> You've seen him yeah, in who, movies. Who is he? Uh, you remember I mean. in The Watch? Nondescript. The Watch? Yeah, in The Watch, the guy that was doing like the whole like uh, going crazy about the 3D TV. 
It was huh. one of our early episodes. Like I episode wasn't 11. on the watch, I don't think. Yeah, you were. Angelica was. So was he. Was he? Yeah. I, I believe remember. I believe he was. I don't remember. But <sighs> yeah, um, it's just literally not about murder in any way at all. It's barely about anything. It's literally about Yeah, back alley property deals. Yeah, like that's it. Seems lame. It's really fucking lame. <laughs> that's the problem. Like it's really, really fucking lame. It's not there's no like cool investigation. There's no like, oh, we're on to something here. The cops are incompetent. And the crime that's going on is literally illegal property deals. Well, I wouldn't even say that the detectives in the first season are competent. Because they're fucked up. I'd say they're obsessive. I think they're obsessive, but they also have a lot of other shit going on in their lives that sort of get in the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's why it took them fucking, like, 20 years. It's not until both of them have nothing going on. Yeah, pretty much. But they're able to, like, be like, all right, yeah. let's figure this out. Like, cool, I put my life completely into the ground now so i guess i can start working on this case again yeah basically yeah it's just um yeah i would say that all of season two doesn't have enough character development to fill one episode and they stretch it to 13 and there's like three extra characters so like true detective season one follows two characters really yeah Uh, true detective season three follows five and there's less character development than there is in one episode of season one. Yeah. Interesting. There's just a bunch of people talking about property deals. <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah, so skip season two. <laughs> yeah, it's really not worth your time. <clears throat> the acting's not good. It's not, nothing is good about it. Hmm. Um, season three's great, though. I really like season three. Yeah. I'll watch it. I mean, despite the fact that me and Dry argue about season three all the time, I do did actually enjoy season three. It was a very interesting plot to follow, and I did enjoy it, but... Has Mahershal Ali in it. Yeah. He, he is great. fucking great in that show. Yeah. Uh, I also was. Fuck, what's his name? The villain from Blade One. Yeah. I don't know his name, though. I knew it at one point in time, but I got to look him up now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'll watch the third season and skip the second one. <laughs> Do that. Stephen yeah. Dorff. Stephen Dorff. Yeah. He's yeah. In there. He was also pretty great in that show. Yeah. Um, uh, they both worked very well together. Yeah, he um, ended up mocking Mahershal Ali for taking the Blade deal because he has, Stephen Dorff has been real outspoken about hating Marvel films. Uh, when Black Widow came out, he's like, um, what's her name? The star of that? I can't think of names at all. Uh, Jolie. No, not Angelina Jolie. No, um, fucking uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. He's like, oh. Scarlett Johansson's a great actress. She does great work. And I'm sure she's great in the movie, but she's in a fucking video game, not a movie. It's not a fucking movie. Uh, so ever since he was in Blade, he's like, yeah, fuck Marvel. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, and he's like actually kind of mad at Mahershala Ali for taking Wesley Snipes' spot as Blade. And it's like a whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It, I think he's just mad because he's not in the Marvel Universe. Possibly. Because <laughs> uh, that's just cash. That's just straight up cash if you oh, get yeah. into that, really. Uh, but yeah, I think we should talk about the, the movie we watched in theaters. Yeah. This yeah. week. So... It was a weird week since I was working with a bunch of day people for the first time in two years. Uh, day walkers. Yeah. Day walkers, as I call them. <laughs> uh, I got invited to go to a movie with Dry and Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam has really been on this thing about seeing animal based films. What do you mean? <laughs> well, last time you were here, <laughs> we 
we watched a terrible movie called Land. It wasn't terrible. I liked it. It was bad. It wasn't bad. It was good. It's a bad film that falsely advertised what it was. No. no I need to be fair. Like, is a Wendigo really an animal, though? Spoilers. But Eh. it talks about it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Being in the trailer doesn't mean it's not a spoiler. (laughs) Fair. It's fine. Um, spoilers for antlers. Spoilers for antlers. Spoilers for antle. Uh, Lamb was not a good movie. I liked it. Now, spoilers for antlers. Lamb sucks. <laughs> um, antlers was good. Yeah. yeah. That was just like a really fucking good creature feature. Pretty good. Yeah. I did enjoy it. The only problem is, uh, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning that day. And then 12 hours later, I was like, hey, come watch a movie with us. And I was like, fuck. And went and took a quick shower and then... Bought $30 worth of snacks at the theater. Robbie literally came with a giant train. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he had a pizza, some fucking popcorn, I think. He had a pizza for himself, a large popcorn, a thing of snacks, and a large soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing of snacks was uh, Sour Patch Kids, by the way. They're all gone. They are all gone. Everything was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the only thing that I didn't eat all of was the popcorn, because a large popcorn by myself is kind of a lot. I disagree. Yeah, it's a lot of popcorn. Yeah. And Dry bought a large popcorn. We ate like I don't know. Yeah, I don't even think you guys finished maybe? your guys' popcorn. We still have not between the two it. of you. I kind of finished it tonight. <laughs> just but be like all... me, where you eat it all before the movie even starts. <laughs> yeah, he is like a monster when he is in a movie theater with popcorn. I am. I kind of don't want to go see another movie with him because the popcorn is going to be gone before the movie and starts, and you can't get free refills anymore because uh, of COVID. That's their right. excuse anyway. Um, I, I could just buy myself my own popcorn. If it... Yeah, that's gonna have to be the case. Cause like, <laughs> literally, the, I think the last movie I remember going to with you was uh, Washington Heights. Yeah, we did see that. Before that, it was um, the Spider Man Midsummer. 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 No, uh, we watched uh, Quiet Land too. Oh, Quiet Place too. You're right. Oh, anyway, Place. the point I'm trying to get at is. He eats popcorn like he'll never see another meal again. Yeah. He literally like is just hand is shovel formation next to the popcorn. <laughs> I mean, I was doing the same exact thing during Antlers and I still couldn't finish that thing of popcorn. I literally finished popcorn before the movie starts. He will eat an entire large popcorn for himself during the 20 minutes of trailers. Well, it's I in had... the middle. You guys can grab some. You... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to. If they don't eat it before the movie, they won't eat it at all. <laughs> and got, he like... will inevitably, 30 minutes into the film, get up, use the bathroom, get a refill on his soda. Well, That's I... a different issue, though. <laughs> I got a Jack and Coke Icy, and then I drank that before the movie was done. And then I had to rush back and get another one. Had to. Yeah, so. and I made it just in time. Literally, like the movie. Did you drink three of those? No, two of them. Okay, two in a sprite. Two uh, in a large sprite. <laughs> I think the thing about your story is the issue more is that they don't give you free refills on the popcorn. Because when you got free refills, I got an entire popcorn, and then you guys had the entire popcorn after. Yeah, but now <laughs> he's just gonna eat all my popcorn. So <laughs> they need to give you free refills on the booze. <laughs> That's not no, how that's, booze works. that's expensive. It's like ten dollars for one of those Jack and Coke. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. how they make money. And I didn't even get drunk. I got a tiny bit of buzz, and yeah. that's all. That's a Sam problem. Yeah. yeah. Just gotta bring your own, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So next time you take me to a movie, I'll just buy myself a medium. When you guys aren't looking, I'll like swap them. Eat all the <laughs> <laughs> Next time you take me to a movie, I'll 
bring a fucking flask. She'll, she'll pregame. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. Pre-game. pregame a movie. I'll like sneak in those giant bags of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff it under my shirt. It's like still hanging out. I'm like, hello. Um, yeah, antlers. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't it was. Think, it was I don't really good. Spoil the movie, honestly, because I want people to go see it. I agree. Um. um like I, said, I feel like me saying the thing I said earlier wasn't that much of a spoiler because they talk about it in the trailers. Yeah, it's it's teased at at least. Um, yeah, it pretty much says it like early on. I mean, you kind of get the gist of it if you know what a, what it is. Yeah, then you do. If you don't, then I don't imagine you'd pick up on it. Yeah, but like I feel like not nor a lot of normal people, normal people. Most people aren't, like, well-versed in, like, the cryptids and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, a normal person, like, Liz is not going to walk into that movie and be like, I know what this monster is. Yeah. (laughs) To to be fair, uh, whenever I told Jell and my mom that we we went and watched this movie, they asked what a Wendigo was and had to explain it to them, so. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying, like, people aren't going to, like, know what they're looking for for that. Dang. Guess I shouldn't watch you, because that's one of the few cryptids I just know really well. (laughs) Well, it's really fucking cool. It's still good if you know it. Probably. Um, You know, I'm just going to use my lame excuse if I don't want to watch horror. It's it's very effective, actually. Like, I didn't get get jump scared in it at all, but the tension building is really good. Right. Interesting. Um, Like, I never... It does get gory. It does. Like, Actually, that's the thing about it. Like, it's tense, but it's not like randomly gory. It's not like, oh, here's a kill, here's a kill, like randomly. It's like when it gets gory, it goes all the fucking way gory, and it feels gruesome and gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it has antlers, right? There's only there's well, antlers. I guess that's kind of the animalism part of it too, is because whenever it gets whenever it gets gory, it feels like you're watching a rabid animal attack somebody. Yeah, like that. I think that's why it's so off putting. Like. When I think about, like, some horror movies, I'm like, oh, they fucking killed that thing in, like, this way or whatever. Or, like, uh, Jason, like, fucking threw an air- put an arrow through his throat. That was awesome. Or, like, like uh, in the kills in this, I'm like, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> like, I felt properly grossed out how I think the movie wanted me to. Right. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um That is just... a good way to put it. But, like I said, that's kind of like the animalism part of it, too, is you feel like... Yeah. It, it it does just feel like a rabid animal attacking people. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but like, yeah, the tension and like, I gotta give props to the child actor. Yeah, he did through the movie. You don't see a lot of child actors being that good for some for such an emotional part. As a matter of fact, you don't see a lot of adults being that good at. Well, the thing about the child actor too is that he doesn't really have any lines. He just sort of conveys it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have so a lot of lines. I he think speaks... that's a. That's the thing is he speaks through his actions louder than he does through his actual yeah. words. Yeah, I'd say in the movie he has 10 lines maybe. Yeah. And it's usually just like small things like, can you try not following me this time? Or like <laughs> just things like that. Yeah, he's just this little kid dealing with this shit. That like yeah. he should have, he has no place in the world of having to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, it awful. did say in the credits that this was based off of a short story called The Quiet Boy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like this kid feels emotionally scarred yeah. in his portrayal. Yeah. Uh, I I never once like was thinking like, yeah, wow, this kid's really acting well. Like through the whole movie as I was watching, I was like, this kid's fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> it it doesn't feel like an actor acting a part. It feels like you're watching a traumatized kid live his life. Yeah. 
it's just really good mm-hmm. and the tension building and like the small amounts of backstory that it hands out to you throughout it are really good like yeah. I, I i really liked the story of the main uh the teacher character you follow through the whole thing yeah i think one thing i did like about that too is it gives you enough to kind of piece together piece together yourself what like actually happened with that character with the characters i should yeah, say it never directly says exactly what happened to either of them exactly it but it gives you enough hints for you to piece your own story to yeah. what's actually happening yeah. which is something that's hard to do whenever you're this kind of medium of storytelling but it does it well especially in like the kind of genre movie that this is like mm-hmm. it's not only like an a hard r-rated horror movie it is a hard r-rated monster movie yeah <laughs> yeah and it's really fucking cool it is it um... is it's honestly um it's been like a really good year for horror i think actually other than quiet place Two. quiet place say. 2 was lame uh well i don't think it was lame it had problems it was not as good as the first one. it was not <laughs> i guess it is really debatable if you want to count that as horror anyways yeah I, it is yeah, um, in a in a weird way i was gonna say <laughs> antlers if you had to compare it to any other horror movie i would like they're both very different but like in the way that they portray everything that's going or portray everything that's going on i would actually compare it to almost hereditary Almost, yeah. Yeah, because they both deal with family problems, but they do it in a hor- almost like a creature horror aspect. Yeah, and like it's very slow building. Exactly. Yeah. So like they're both very different movies, but they do they kind of deal with like their subject matter in a very similar way. Yeah. And I think it, I think this movie sort of solidifies that I like the the cop actor. Um, I had to look his up his name up, Jesse Plemons. He made he played Todd in Breaking Bad, but now he looks way different. He um, does. I yeah, if you would have told me that was Todd from Breaking Bad, I'd be like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, he looks... He looks very different. <laughs> so different. Um, but he, he has even seen him act. Yeah. Um, season two of Fargo. He was the husband in that. Oh, I yeah. like that guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really good. One day we should watch not season two of Fargo. I think Eddie when it's my turn again, I want to do season one of Fargo. For like the... I'd be, thing. I'd be Wait, you haven't seen season one? <laughs> no, Dry specifically showed me season two. Oh. It's a Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Star Wars Episode 1 through 3 is very prequel, and, you know, maybe I didn't get as much out of those watching them first. I think you got as I don't much know. as Fargo's you can. Fargo's probably fine. But... Fargo, I think Fargo is fine. There's a couple of things at the end of season the two. The alien thing. Uh, spoilers for Fargo season two, sorry. Like, uh... at the end of season two, like, that <laughs> felt out of absolute left field for me. There's a flash forward scene in season two that I don't think made any sense to you. Uh, if you see season one it's like oh that's nice yeah. <laughs> there's a there's random things for sure yeah but it's also like a dream sequence sort of thing in season two that really tripped me up until i asked Raya if that was real <laughs> i don't know if that that might just be a fargo thing though what was it um the person who was hit it did like a weird alternative thing where they were uh abducted oh yeah and like i didn't realize what was happening um, and maybe I don't know if that's like that happens more in Fargo season one, and I should have no, no, it's uh, just a season weird season two. Just has a couple weird things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Honestly, if you can, um, if you feel safe going to a theater, I would go see Antlers. I think it's worth going. To oh see. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which I think the funny thing about it is because Eternals is out in theaters now. Like we were maybe one of our we were a group and there's maybe seven people in total to watch that movie yeah when we were leaving antlers uh 
they start that's when the eternal showing started up and that's when like this concession started getting look really packed yes yeah. i have um, heard almost nothing about eternals which is a little concerning i have heard incredibly mixed things about it um it it's not a people pleaser i don't think i don't think eternals is a people pleaser on either front because chloe zhao um very much an indie director uh came out with a movie last year that won her an oscar mm -hmm. uh nomadland which is a very downplayed naturalistic movie uh, it uses all natural lighting. It uses mostly real environment. Actually, no, it uses all real environments. Um, but it uses almost real, almost entirely real people as well for the acting in it. Okay. And she went from that to um, $200 million Marvel movie. Mm. <laughs> That's a weird jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the thing that I've heard about Eternals is that the first two acts are 100% Chloe Zhao movie. And like she's doing whatever she can to like push the envelope on our on Marvel. It has the first gay couple in Marvel, the first gay kiss, and has the first sex scene in Marvel ever. Um, okay, it, it's weird first, but like it's Wait, show that it's like a Marvel. Deadpool's Marvel, isn't it? But that was Fox Marvel. It's so it's, that's a distinction. It's a big distinction. Okay, uh, Fox Marvel was extremely different from Marvel Marvel because it was completely different companies at the time. It no longer is, but at the time when it was created, it was. So, like, this is Marvel Cinematic Universe sex scene. All right, so it's the <laughs> first sex scene asterisk. It's the first canonical sex scene. So, I feel, I mean, I feel like with a lot of that stuff, it's always just there's an asterisk after yeah. a lot yeah. of those claims you just made. Uh, they're they're true. They're one hundred percent true. Uh, for what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, that's just that's a fact. It's the first gay couple in Marvel Cinematic Universe, first sexy in Marvel Cinematic Universe. It just is. Um, I'm just pointing that to show that like Chloe Zhao had actually quite a bit of pull. Uh -huh. um, the studio didn't force her to use green screens when she didn't want to. Like she was allowed to do naturalistic lighting. Um, it very popularly had that quote from uh, the the head creative uh, Kevin Feige, like. The, the shot on the beach where it's showing the sun in the background, none of that's a studio. That's all there. Um, <laughs> that one scene that is like every JPEG ever shown off for that movie. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's the kind of filmmaker she is. But like every other filmmaker is like, that's how you make films. <laughs> uh, like for a Marvel thing, like that is a big deal because everything I'm really sure. is in a fucking green screen in, that, in those movies. Yeah, it's like the thing when it, Endgame came out and everyone was like, this sells seeds entirely CG, including yeah. Thanos. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like Thanos was always yeah. CG. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, from what I hear, the first two acts are like <clears throat> very low monotone, like Chloe Zhao filmmaking. Like it's all matter of fact, people talking, things sort of happen and maybe you don't know why it's happening, but the characters know. So why do you have to know? Uh, and then Act 3 is a giant action scene that feels like it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Mm. But it's not like a big giant action scene. It's kind of underplayed. Like the, the superheroes are doing the superhero thing. But it's like... It's just the Three Stooges come out and they're like... Ah, why, ah, ah, <laughs> no, it's like... From everything that I've read about it, it's that... <clears throat> it seems very clear that Chloe Zhao did not want an action scene in there. Um, and so it feels half-hearted. Hmm. but then she couldn't quite go as deep as she really wanted to on the first two acts of the emotional stuff. And so that also feels half-hearted. I see. And it's also a um, origin story for 13 different characters. Yeah. 
which makes it fucking muddled. Uh, and it's like a bunch of weird casting too. Like it's, it's got a ton of comedians playing extremely serious roles for the most part. Interesting. Um, they got and, the rock in there. At... <laughs> no, he's DC. Oh my bad. Uh, yeah. How dare you? He's black Adam, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, also maybe the only reason why the DC cinematic stuff is going to keep going. Cause he apparently has a ton of pool over there. WB. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, people aren't liking Eternals. People who like really want an emotional movie aren't liking the end, and people who want a Marvel movie aren't liking the beginning. Fair. So it's not it's not pleasing anybody, I don't think. I've seen one person talk highly of it, but it's also a person who talks highly of literally every Marvel movie. So <laughs> right, like I'll go see it, and I'll probably be like, yeah, it's, it's fine. That's how I just that's how I feel about Marvel, anyways. So um, I think it's going to be really hard to beat Shang Chi in the near future for Marvel. That was. I've said it over and over. That was just straight up a good fucking movie. I don't think they're going to try. <laughs> I think they're going to try. I don't think they're going to be able to because so much of that movie is actual Kung Fu and martial who, arts. Who was the uh, director on that one? Um, great question. I'll have okay. to look him up real quick. I was going to say, did they give him any other, give him any other uh, movies to toss around? Um, throw the me, rat. Let me find Throw out. the rat in the ring. <laughs> throw the rat in the ring. Um, <laughs> The director was Destin Daniel Cretton, who uh, also did Just Mercy and Glass Castle, a couple other like small things, uh, very indie for the most part, it looks like. Um, that's kind of Marvel's thing in this phase, is get the indie directors and get them to do... I mean, they already made the big old bombastic ending with the like four directors or whatever <laughs> yeah they used yeah constantly i mean for those directors what it was mostly was like uh, getting some unknown actors and making them these big marvel heroes or known actors that just were on drugs <laughs> yeah i mean robert Downey jr's career was dead at that point honestly yeah um like his saved was, his life yeah uh his career was dead iron man and weird way saved his yeah. life like he said uh nobody knew who chris hemsworth was really like he played in a few few small roles but nothing soap operas yeah a couple soap operas um... uh chris evans he'd been trying to make himself a big name at that time but was having a hard time mm. like he was in fantastic four and that bombed and he's in jumpers and no one really talks about that movie anymore like he was trying to make him, himself a big name but it wasn't going as well as he probably hoped until he became captain america yeah um i mean chris hemsworth was in Cabin in the Woods, which was... But, uh, yeah, yeah. Which famously was a movie that was shelved because it had no star power. Yeah, <laughs> It was on the show for a year and a half, and then Thor came out. I knew who he was. I knew. Was that Thor even... <laughs> that Thor wasn't even a good one, was it? It did extremely well. First well, Thor? Yeah. 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 It did extremely well. I thought it was fine. Okay. Um, a lot, I think a lot of the origin story movies for Marvel's like, it's fine. It's nothing incredible, except for Captain America, I think, I think... actually. Yeah, I think just most of the Marvel movies mm. are just fine. Anyway. I think uh, out of them, I think Iron Man was boring. I remember I like, thinking that one was really boring. I like Iron Man a lot. It was doing things that superhero movies weren't at the time. So yeah, I'm sure, but like, I don't know. It's one of those things is like I'm coming back after trying to rewatch them. I think a lot of them just are really boring. Like, I say this a lot. I think the original Avengers is such a boring ass movie. It's not fun to watch. A lot of people share that opinion, actually. I like, think Captain America is the least interesting to me. I actually see that's where I disagree. What I about think the Hulk one. Nah. I, uh, Hulk is forgettable, and people actually forget that it's even part of the MCU. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, don't I think actually I've actually 
Well, maybe I have seen that. I don't know. We can go downstairs and watch it after this if you really want. No. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen it. Um, But yeah, I like, I think Captain America are the movies with the most heart in them, in my opinion. Like they feel like the most just movies and then happen to be Marvel. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, besides like blatantly having references to other things, is just a really fucking good spy movie. If you like spy movies, like it's a really good one of those. Is that the one with uh, Bucky O'Hare in it? Yeah, that's where Bucky comes. Well, he's in all of the Captain America movies, but that's, that's where, where he has the Winter Soldier is introduced. Yeah, yeah okay. I yeah. don't know if I've... See, like, there's a weird, like, gap of what I did and didn't watch, because, like, I'm fairly certain I've seen Thor 1 and 2. I know I saw Iron Man. I don't think I saw the Captain Americas. They're good. Probably. Um, Iron Man 2 is pretty weak Iron Man. I like Iron Man 3 a lot, and three people is don't. Really good. Yeah, I like Iron Man 3 a I lot. Like it's it. super funny. It's Shane Black, so it's it's that kind of humor, if you if you know who Shane Black is. Um mm-hmm his whole thing is like super dark black humor um he got iron man he he somehow got marvel to allow robert jerry jr to call a kid a pussy (laughs) in a marvel movie which is fun uh i don't know yeah it's just like a super fun comedy it's barely iron man that's uh shang chi had a retcon some stuff that happened in it (laughs) because they use a villain in that um that is shang chi's father oh um, and now they have Shang Chi in it. They're like, oh yeah, that was a whole thing, and it ends up being like a fucking hilarious plot point actually in Shang Chi, uh, just retconning Iron Man three. Nice, it's actually really great. <laughs> it's fun when like stuff has to. Do... I think I told you about Adventure Time. Adventure Time literally had to spend an episode retconning an animation error That's that great. they did. <laughs> like <laughs> the whole episode basically ended with like them being like, uh, yeah, that was actually there because uh, time travel stuff happened, and we had to put it. <laughs> There was like a thing here, but it would be too powerful. That's awesome. So we put it over there to get hit by a nuke. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Um, but yeah, there's. I think when people start thinking about like Marvel movies, they really think about Phase Two and Three a lot. Probably that's like Ant Man and all those. Right? Ant Man, Doctor Strange, all these like really weird stuff that like they started getting indie directors for to get yeah. stuff like um, Taika Waititi, super indie director. Uh, he got his start with Flight of the Concords. Uh, he did like one small mm-hmm. movie. Um, and then they let him do Thor the- Ragnarok. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You really like that one. I fucking love Thor Ragnarok. Um, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, he is kind of controversial right now because he did this whole like three way thing and it got filmed by paparazzi. Uh, he did a three way? Like yeah, a- he had a three way in his apartment. So? That's actually his thing too. He's like, I'm a fucking adult. I don't have anything like stopping me. I mean, if as long as everybody's consenting, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. That's actually literally what Kevin Feige even said. He's like, <laughs> like, hey, like, I don't think that Do it's good for want. him to like get involved with some of the cast, but like, they're all consenting adults. They can do what they want. Um, <laughs> if we say they can't do that, then maybe they wouldn't. But I mean, we didn't say they couldn't, so don't know what you guys want from us yeah i don't like congratulations <laughs> you filmed somebody in a private moment and now you're trying to demonize them for it so you don't get in trouble yeah yeah, yeah paparazzi are the scum of the earth yeah they are <laughs> yeah but that's sucks. reaffirming for me but you know what they get paid a fucking shit ton of money for the things that they take so that's yeah. why they yeah. keep doing it i mean i'm not a huge fan of um of kanye west but like i kind of agreed with him because there's like a video that's been going around that i saw online where 
like literally the paparazzi like wanted to get a statement from him and his response was what are you doing outside of my house it's four o'clock in the fucking morning go away <laughs> yeah right yeah like yeah like i don't understand why you're being mean to us it's four o'clock in the morning (laughs) you know i think a lot of celebrities are depicted as like crazy quote unquote but i think the paparazzi and media sort of contributes to that it's they they straight up push them into being that crazy and then whenever they finally snap they're like oh look at them they they went crazy who could have saw this coming whoa they do on purpose yeah i mean there's somebody i remember there's one of just a guy who's just trying to get out of his fucking driveway and he's yelling at them, and they're like, "Whoa, look how he snapped!" And yeah. Like, yeah, because he can't leave his house. Like, what if away. there? What if there was a bunch of people outside of your house and you couldn't fucking leave? Like, you have places to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess a good example of that too would be like Britney Spears. Like, probably a couple of weeks before she had her mental breakdown, uh, there was a paparazzi thing wherever she was like trying to leave a or uh, leave a parking garage, and they were literally blocking her way. And so she was like just trying to like slowly move forward to like hopefully we'll move out of the way. And she accidentally ran over one of the paparazzi's foot. And people were just taking a bunch of pictures of this guy while he's laying down with his broken foot. And then her like breaking down and crying in her car because she knows like what the story is going to be wrapped around and like how it's going to be. She's the bad guy in this, even though like she was just trying to go home and he got in the way and he refused to move, even though she was moving literally a mile an hour. If that trying to get out of a parking lot. Up, Once she was no longer the little teenage girl they could sexualize as being innocent, they attacked her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's fucked up. Garbage. Yeah, it's super pa- fucked up. Paparazzi are garbage. Mm-hmm. Which is a bad time to tell you guys I've chosen another life position. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> anybody, anybody that like capitalizes off of the suffering or like discomfort of somebody else is fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked. Why hate doctors? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Same. That's why you have so many apples in your house. Yeah, man. They come here every single day. They're like fucking bats. They try to get through my chimney. The apples or the doctors? <laughs> what? The doctors? <laughs> Both. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Shocked you guys didn't notice I live in a giant apple. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is in New York. God damn it. <laughs> That's the big apple. I have a oh. giant apple. Oh, this oh. Is that it's bigger than the entire New York. I live in New York. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely hitting that time for sure. Just delirious time, not podcast ending time. Yeah, yeah, delirious for sure. Um, Robbie. Yeah. You had a thing. I did. Um, so I think the first thing I wanted to say is like, I got to show Jell Harakiri. What? Did, she was on my side? I don't what know. Side I can't... was your side? Yeah, what side was your side? I don't remember. I think I got it confused with a different movie. It's fine. Probably. Because I think we all enjoyed Harakiri. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We did. Um, you're thinking about that Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Rashomon. Rashomon. So, um, yeah, we watched Harakiri. Uh, she asked a lot of questions at first about what was going on. And I just like told her like what was going on so far. When it got towards the end and towards the climax, she got real quiet and just kept saying, oh, man. <gasps> Oh man! And so like she really enjoyed that movie. Good, that's good. Yeah. Then all in all, that's just a very enjoyable movie. All in all, yeah. I mean th- that and Seven Samurai are probably the like the move- samurai movies for me right now. Uh, the funny thing about that is Harakiri is considered to be like the best anti samurai movie of all time. Too bad it is anti samurai. It is very anti samurai. Um, other than that, I did watch another movie that uh, I had bought last week called Brazil, which. It was interesting. Uh, I really want to like that movie, but there's certain aspects that I wasn't too crazy about. Is it about Brazil? 
yes and no. Like yes. it's a movie like uh Brazil isn't the theme of everything. It does not take place in Brazil. They never go to Brazil. They just reference the song Brazil a lot. What's the song Brazil? It's a song that was made like 1935. Hey, Brazil. Hey, it's hey, Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> sure, why not? Um the thing about it is it was actually written and directed by Terry Gilligan. Who is also Breaking Bad? No, for, like the um, uh, Monty Python guy. Oh. Yeah. So, like, there's certain oh, scenes. Terry in that... Gilliam. Yeah, Gilliam. Thank you. <laughs> Terry Gilligan's Island. Or Gillum, I should say. Uh, but yeah, like he actually like wrote and directed that movie, and I think one of the things I find the most interesting about it is because that movie is very anti-capitalism and it's like very anti-establishment and very anti-bureaucratic. Bureaucratic. And, like, there's certain scenes that, like, are meant to be taken very seriously and other ones who, that are meant to be taken as funny. And it has a hard time, like, distinguishing what you're supposed to take funny and what you're supposed to take seriously. And that's, okay. I think that's one problem I do have with that movie. Um, the funny thing about it is because WB was actually, like, the company that produced it and everything. And I guess they gave him, like, $15 million to make the movie. Um, the movie's two and a half hours long. And apparently the version that originally came out in America got cut down to 94 minutes. Because they oh, just, shit. yeah, there's like, oh, yeah, this makes us look bad. We should have put this in the movie. Let's cut this out. And uh, to the point that, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie are just completely cut out. And, like, given bait, like, I can actually probably show you guys, like, where they cut it. And, like, because there's a version of the movie called the Love Conquers All movie, or the Love Conquers All version of Brazil that has a happy ending to it. Huh. And uh, it's because WB didn't want to make him look bad by uh, leaving in the anti-bureaucratic stuff in it so they just like cut out basically an hour of this movie Jesus so that Christ. way they wouldn't look bad but like there was like an actual european version that was the full uncut two and a half hour long movie of it and that's the version that i got for it because like it took uh, it took like i guess years of him fighting to get his actual original director's cut out to america that's insane yeah but like yeah that movie it it's crazy like because like i said it's very anti-bureaucratic like I don't think this is very spoiler because this is actually like kind of sets up a lot of what happens in the movie is like the very beginning of it is a guy like putting up documents and like writing up these people who need to be arrested for crimes against their government and everything. And there's a fly in his office and he kills the fly and the fly like falls into a typewriter and it causes the typewriter to malfunction. <laughs> and it puts it instead of um, instead of a uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Harry Tuttle. Uh, it puts in Harry Buttle. And so the police uh, end up SWAT teaming this guy's house and arresting him. And then the family is charged the bill of arresting him and incarcerating him and like, given what? a receipt and everything. Yeah. Like that's how bad the bureaucratic system is in this movie is that somebody can be charged for being arrested. I mean, they are, Yeah, but they have to pay that bill when they get out or else they're arrested again. No, like they have to pay it on the spot. Not in real life. Not in real life, but in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, also, I like that his name is Terry Buttle because it kind of sounds like, uh, or Harry Buttle because yeah. it kind of sounds like Harry Butthole. I think that's <laughs> probably probably like so, like yeah. I said, it was done by one of the guy, one of the writers of Monty Python. So yeah. like, there are some very, like, very much meant to be taken as a joke yeah. things in the movie, and like uh, the actual Harry Tuttle is actually played by Robert De Niro, which I thought was kind of funny too. <laughs> who is uh, the reason why he's considered to be a terrorist is because he uh, works outside of the bureaucratic system to just repair people's houses. And so he's uh, because he doesn't like do any of the proper paperwork. He's considered to be a terrorist amongst them. And like, okay. there's that, like, I think the thing that I do like about it, though, is like 
because it's so bureaucratic in the sense of like, oh, like this was a mistake that happened. Like, oh, well, it's not my fault that I got the wrong documents. I got the right guy just in the wrong way kind of thing. So like, it's very much a movie where nobody wants to take responsibility for the wrongdoings that happen. It's never my fault. It's always this other person's fault. And like, it has a lot of really good ideas and like a lot of things that like seem very relevant today, even, even though this movie was done in 1985. And, but like, there's also like, I don't know, like it wants to be a comedy movie, but it wants to be a super serious movie, but also wants to be satire on the bureaucratic system. And like, uh, showing ways that like where um unchecked capitalism is very bad for society and everything like it does a lot of that very well but it also tries to take itself not seriously it's it's a very strange movie and there's a lot of things that i really like about it and there's a lot of things that i don't like about it so i in a way i kind of want to bring it to the podcast and see what you guys think too because i'm very on the fence like and like one of the things about it is like the main character uh has a very vivid imagination so there's always there's also kind of that sense of like what actually did happen and what didn't happen how much of it did he make up to deal with this very bad uh, crazy society that he lives in and how much of it you know was just part of his imagination okay so sounds like a january movie if i ever heard of one sure (laughs) but yeah like it was very interesting but i'm on the fence on how much like whether i did or didn't like it okay i I think it's one of those i need to watch it again (laughs) okay okay interesting yeah other than that uh like i said before on the recording we did earlier today uh i got some games that originally came out in 2004 that i had a hard time getting to work on a computer or on a very modern computer and i used a very weird dumb trick to make them work (laughs) doctors hate this one dumb trick yeah (laughs) he hooked up his xbox original into the water loop of his computer (laughs) that probably would have been make more sense than what i actually had to do (laughs) um yeah because it it was one of those dumb things of like if you're playing one of those older games like apparently like i'm just gonna guess this is like a blanket trick to work on games that were like originally on xbox in 2005 but like i had to install the games on my c drive which is like you know the main drive for computer if you install them on literally any other drive the game just crashes and will not work and also you have to put an exception on your firewall or else like your firewall just sees them as viruses and like blocks them and you can't play them yeah yeah. You said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a quick and dirty version of it. Uh, other than that, I was going to say Kingdom Under Fire. It's a really cool concept that I like, but there's just some details that I don't know if I like or not about the game. Was that the one that you said uh, was like a one person, a giant army game? Yeah. So like the thing that I really like about that game is that it mixes RTS and beat em ups. So like you have to command an entire like a, a battalion with you. And you have to fight these other battalions like you would in an RTS game. You know, you command this part of the army like, hey, go fight these people over there. Hey, go take care of this over there. And you do that in this game. Kind of like that Jack Black game. Jack Black game? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the... um... Kung Fu Panda. No, that game's actually kind of fun, though. They have a, which one? There's like a the action game. There's like a the beat platform up. fighter. There's a bunch. There was one that came with my 360 that was just like a <laughs> third person beat em up. Hmm. Okay. That was really fun, actually. Brutal Legend? Brutal Legend, yeah. <laughs> Brutal Legends RTS, where you are also fighting. Huh. But yeah, that's kind of what this one is. Is like you're commanding a battalion and like you're, you know, you're moving an entire battalion and like there's different ways to like make them move faster or slower. Like uh, one thing you can do that I thought was kind of cool is you have like a standard formation where they move at a standard speed. And then there's an open formation to where like they make more noise, but they move faster. But like they could also be attacked by archers easier. So like if you move them closer together, they're harder to be hit by archers, but they also move slower. 
And also, if you need to sneak your way through a place, you can t- or, or pack them all in tightly to get them to move quieter through an area. However, whenever you uh, get your battalion to face up against another battalion, it turns into a beat em up and like it's basically like a 50 versus 50 match. And you're just one like the leader fighting inside of this uh, fighting. Yeah. Inside like this big like 50 versus 50 battle. Do you have to do well for it to for your army to do well? Kind of. Uh, if you're doing bad, then like one thing I thought was kind of innovative, especially considering this game came out in 2004 is if you're doing poorly, then the motivation of your troops goes down. Mm-hmm. And like uh, one thing you can do to make your troops do better is by taking out the other group's uh, leader first. You take them out first and like that causes morale to go up and your army to do better. Also, like one thing I thought that was interesting is if you have like archers and you have them shooting, but like uh, like sometimes there will be battles that will happen wherever like there's a sundown that's happening. And if they're facing the sun, they, their accuracy sharply goes down so you have to like move them out of the way to where they're not looking directly into the sun to shoot better onto what you know whatever battalion that they're fighting against so like there's elements like that but there's also the elements of like they're being beat them up that's really cool with it and like conceptually really cool game so far there are some aspects i'm not quite a fan of like weirdly enough despite this being like you know medieval style battle and everything like that it has a heavy metal soundtrack that's weird. Don't and want a heavy metal soundtrack? I mean, as a teenager, I probably would have thought it was really cool. As an adult, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Because, like, it's cool, like, if you want to, like, listen to whatever music you like to listen to what, while you're playing you a game. Someone, like, strumming on a harp or something? <laughs> I kind of want Oblivion. I do. Yeah, I kind of want Oblivion-style music while I'm playing in an Oblivion-style game. Or I guess in Elder Scrolls, I should say, style game. Uh, But, yeah, like, it's... It's not even good metal. It's just like kind of, oh yeah, like we just need something that sounds heavy while we're... Like shitty power metal? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Duh, 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 just a bunch of power tools going off. But other than that... good metal is a dead metal. Boo! But there's that. Also, the acting, not good. Like at all. Like earlier, I compared it to... Uh, the acting that was in like the original Resident Evil and I kind of stick by that still Uh, I think one of the things that probably got me the most is like whenever you win a battle against another battalion like all your guys cheer and so you just hear 50 people all going over and over again yeehaw (laughs) Uh, other than that you can tell like weird ways that they cut production costs because like on the main characters the mic quality is pretty decent whenever they're talking right but whenever it goes to you know someone in your battalion that's talking like whenever the archers are talking and it's like doing the archers ready loose and then like they let loose their thing it literally sounds like somebody talking into like the microphone that's are uh, in earbuds almost ready. yeah like that <laughs> archers ready 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 and loose 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 i have a question robbie so, do you think that that sound is due to you having really good headphones being played through something that's not supposed to be played <laughs> with really good headphones. Maybe. But that being said, the mic quality still wasn't very good. <laughs> Have you tried playing without headphones? Have you tried fucking off? <laughs> Have you tried turning... <laughs> You try turning off the sound and seeing if the mic quality improves. I'm sure it would improve if I wasn't hearing any audio whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other, like conceptually, it's pretty cool. But like, once again, it has bad acting, but also has kind of a dumb script to like, they say very. Uh, 
I want to say like quippy things, but they're not good quippy things. I think that every like that, or... <laughs> well, like one good example is just like they hear rumbling at one point in time, and one of the guys goes, "Oh, it's probably my stomach because I haven't eaten anything all day." And then, like, you just see dark elves like riding in a battalion of uh, <laughs> horses coming towards you. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna get rid of you. Are you ready?" <laughs> is it like, um, I used to be on an adventure once, then I got shot in the knee with an arrow. <laughs> it's probably worse. <laughs> I would argue it's worse. Then I took an arrow to the knee. But all right. Whatever, man. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, I don't like. It's weird because I would think I would be into like weird virgin. I feel like just that sounds like it would be way more fun. as just an RTS and not a weird so, beat 'em up. From what I found out, it actually was originally an RTS, and then like the Crusaders was the first uh, sequel to it, and that one became the RTS slash beat 'em up. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Just like something about it just feels like the beat em up wouldn't mesh into it. I'm looking it act- at it. It looks weird. Yeah. It is fun, though. Like, I did have fun playing the game, but I've played so far of it. So here's another question. I'm looking at this gameplay here. Like, you lose troops in the battle, right? Yeah, sometimes. Is there any way to gain them back, or are you just fucked? I think you're just fucked, because, like, one of the first, like, the second level, my guy was almost dead at the end of it, and there was, like, no way for me to heal him. Okay. It's weird. I think this game would do well with uh, a well, better engine. Yeah, but also once again, this was because like it does look like uh, like the first Unreal Engine. It's extremely brown. Yeah, everything is just super super brown. Well, that's just what games looked like back then. It is. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, once again, this was on the original Xbox. It kind of has the same graphics as like Spartan Total Warrior. And the gameplay is kind of like Spartan Total Warrior, only you feel like not quite as much of a badass. If you slowed it down by like five. Yeah, if you slowed it down quite a bit, then yeah. it's the same. I get, so what do you say beat up? In my head, I'm thinking like Double Dragon, that kind of beat him up. What do, what do you use? Uh, almost. Um... I'm showing E some of the gameplay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what I think of. When I think beat up. That's like a. Uh, I'm, I'm like Dynasty. Slash. Yeah, Dynasty yeah. Warriors kind of beat him okay. up. That, hack and slash is kind of a beat em up okay yeah but like that's why i was saying i feel like it wouldn't mesh because in my head you like go and activate the troops and it goes like and then it's just double dragging you're like and that's kind of what it is like you're just like moving your troops and then like whenever the your troops meet up with other troops it just turns into a hack and slash beat em up style game just that makes way more sense okay just turning into double dragon which is what i thought was okay from the gameplay here it looks like you're literally controlling your platoon and then once you get into another battle it like zooms forward and you're suddenly this one character yep pikmin so like you're controlling the whole (laughs) platoon with your stick or I guess in Robbie Pace keyboard. The funny thing uh, about that is uh, there is keyboard controls, but it shows everything as Xbox controls. So it's like hit the white button. Yeah, so, it's so hit the A button. Finally, give in and just use a controller. Yeah, I'm just using a controller with Good. it. <laughs> I don't like it. You had to bust out the old OG Xbox controller. No, I'm using a uh, Series X controller. It um, this doesn't look like a game that I'd like. I'll be it honest. Looks neat. But I feel like it looks like I would play. A version with more polish though yeah like and the thing is is like they did have a sequel with heroes but it uses like just a polished up version of that same engine from what i can tell and then uh in 2019 they came out with an mmo and apparently the mmo went under last year i huh. imagine 
is never a good sign when something like an MMO fails during a time when everyone's literally stuck in their house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was September 2020 whenever the they turned off the servers. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's that's a bad time to fail with an that's MMO. A weird thing, yeah, though, because like the concept looks cool now that I see it. Like that looks like a neat idea. I just like it looks a little unpolished. Yeah, I feel like you could just make that with polish. If you want that with polish, I'm not even kidding. Brutal Legend is this game. Okay. I mean, that means I just got to try out Brutal Legend at some point in time. I'm going to make this game now, except it's going to be what I thought was this game. (laughs) Actually, that'd be cool. And you just aren't. (laughs) You know what would be RTS and like each unit has a different play style. Like you have like archers and they play like a shmup. That'd be cool. I mean, that's kind of what this is, because you have you'll have one commander for the archers and one commander for the infantrymen and like the infantrymen like the, you know they move as a unit and like they meet up with another bat or meet up with another unit and they battle and then like while that happens the archers are off to the side like shooting into the battle and so like you have to still command both of them uh, yeah. separately but through almost like different commanders in a weird way but well, like that makes it but like that's like coherent i'm saying inco like go full incoherent every unit literally is a different gameplay type like the like the brawlers have the beat em up, the archers are like a shmup. Like, I don't know. There's a thing that just you play Cooking Mama mini games <laughs> as the unit. <laughs> like random shit like that. That sounds kind of fun. And you can like build your units based off what type of game you. <laughs> I should write this down. This does seem yeah, like it would be fun. Um, I'm looking at Kingdom Under Fire two, and it seems more of what I wanted Kingdom Under Fire one to be. Yeah. Uh, it's like it ha- more polished and fast paced. Yeah, like it basically like it was running on better hardware. No, well, yeah, but like also that it seems like it's just designed better. Like it's literally your combat is just yeah. faster. And so I think that's probably what it was is like it was still very early and like experimental with Crusaders. And like the more that they did, it, the more polish they were able to put on it and give it more depth and like be able to make make it faster paced to make it better get give you more units and so on and so forth because if you think about how powerful like the original xbox was putting you know putting a thousand units versus another thousand is something that'd be an impossible task to have for sure um yeah uh uh, brutal legend i'm gonna say i never beat it um because the rts stuff was not what i wanted from it uh the first five hours of that game tricks you into playing an rts that's fun um it is a hack and slash like action adventure game and then it slowly starts integrating a bunch of RTS stuff into it until it's like, ha you're playing an RTS now. <laughs> uh, I and mean, that's what I love. That's kind of how Pikmin gets you too. It's like, yeah. ha you're secretly just playing an RTS with a bunch of little dudes. Yeah, um, that's kind of what happens with Brutal Legend, and it, it gets hard. That's actually a very difficult RTS. That's the that's the issue with some of those. Like, if you can't like micromanage, yeah, it's super micromanage, and it's hard. <laughs> it's um, like fuck. But if you like Double Fine, it's a Double Fine game. Uh, I do like Double. I say I like to fight. I've played two of their series, Psychonauts. Psychonauts and Costume Quest. And I only played Costume Quest one. And I was like, this is fine. This is a fun little game. I think you probably like Brutal Legend. If you like Jack Black anyway, because it's fucking Jack. I only, I don't actually, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. Actually, I think about it. Like I've seen him as Poe. I've seen like him doing right, yeah. Jack Black stuff. <laughs> uh, it's him doing Jack Black stuff. Okay. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked that Robbie hasn't played Brutal Legend yet. Yeah. Especially with like how much he's into the idea of the Kingdom, Kingdom Under Fire. Fire game. Yeah. Because Brutal Legend is also he get he is literally a backstage guy, like what's it called? Like the guy that follows the band around and like 
pecks their stuff. Roadie. Yeah, he's literally a roadie for like a band, and he ends up dying on stage. It's like the first two minutes of the game. It's literally the opening cutscene. Um, and he gets sent to this other world where everything is rock and roll. Dang. And he is like this rock and roll roadie going and talking to like all of the old bands, like Ozzy's in it. Like every old like seventies, eighties hair metal person is in the game. Like actually, hmm. Hendrix. Uh, yeah. Well, no, he's dead. Um. <laughs> Oh, the ones that are alive, actually. Yes. Yeah, okay. like, actually the people playing themselves. Okay. Um, And so, like, Ozzy plays a huge part in it. Like, it's all... I'm, you you would love it, Robbie, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, Robbie, it's an isekai. You can... <laughs> what? It's like the trend where you die and go to another world. Oh. <laughs> a joke, because it's like... But yeah, like, I never knew that that's what Brutal now. Legend was. I just kind of thought it would be, like, almost like Psychonauts, but with Jack Black. No, not that at all. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a fun game, though. Psychonauts with Jack Black? Yeah. Psychonauts 2. Which one's he? Uh, he plays like a side character in, in 2. I'll have to find him. Yeah. I probably won't recognize him when I find him. In fact, maybe I found him already. You, I, you think Possibly. Have, actually, he's. I think he's like a floating head or something. Ooh, maybe not. I don't know. There's like a brain in a circle. <laughs> that might be him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like halfway through. There's a good chance somewhere yeah i've seen yeah. Them, but yeah those are interesting uh brazil's interesting but i'm kind of on the fence on what i think about that movie okay okay yeah um cool i feel like there's something else i've watched and i just can't remember it we that watched... one movie with florence Pugh. oh florence Pugh. <laughs> it's because of her freight her face yeah. is what her name is Ooh, you got two minutes go two minutes oh we don't even need that much it sucks <laughs> <laughs> What was it called? M- Malevolent. Malevolent. Or Malevolent. Malevolent. It's the prequel to Maleficent. <laughs> um, uh, the prequel to Sleeping Beauty. Here's the thing. It's a movie that has a bunch of super talented actors and actresses. Yeah. It has a script idea that is really cool and solid. Mm-hmm. And a director that had no idea what to do with any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a movie that died in th- once it hit the director's hands. Neat. Um. Because, like, the whole setup is there is this brother-sister duo uh, who lost their parents when they were super young and stuff. And so, like, they're just trying to make ends meet by, like, scamming people, by, like, faking that she's a medium and, like, scamming people out of their money by, like, getting rid of the ghosts in their house. But spoilers! She's really a medium! She, she, it actually turns out she's a medium eventually. <laughs> um, but, like, Florence Pugh, really good actress. She's just very good. Uh, uh, the girl in Midsummer. Or anyone. <laughs> yeah, the one who starred in Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, she's just very good. Um, she has a face. She does the pew face. Uh, a few times. Yeah. I feel like yeah. most actors have a face. <laughs> At least 99% say. of them, I would say. Yeah. No, like, she makes this face. It's like, this frowny, like, Wah! and she does it in the movie a couple times. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I make fun of the face, but I like it because it's weird. Uh, <laughs> Not her face, but the face she makes. She's really pretty. Yeah, she's fine. She has an interesting face. <laughs> she's distinctive. Yeah. Um, just terrible execution then? Yeah, like it really does feel like the director was just like, all right, be super, super emotional. Everybody's crying. It's sad. All right, I'm going to pan over to this other thing. It doesn't make any sense. All right, I'm going to pan back to you. Jump scare noise. <laughs> Camera shake. <laughs> like, yeah. It just five seconds between the jump scare and a I'm not even kidding. Yeah, nice. It's like there's all this tension, but like no payoff ever. Ever. Even at the end when it's supposed to be like, the thing is going like, oh, my brother is now a ghost. You are. But it's like, 
and like Florence Pugh is like acting her ass off and the camera just fucking slowly goes around her while she like breaks down but like not in an emotional way it slowly goes around her in like a mom filming a soccer game way (laughs) like it's just the director didn't fucking know what he was doing and it sucks because the The cameraman was like really obsessed with his plate of ham that was sitting on the table the entire time (laughs) like (laughs) genuinely i think the editing had some problems obviously um yeah that's weird editing because there was jump scares where it was like flash over to thing jump scare noise flashback to person and they're not reacting to it yeah um like they just added in random jump scares she's like the audience is gonna get bored right uh the payoff for what's happening in the story is super predictable and dumb and boring yeah uh but yeah the acting is good but you shouldn't watch it because the director was shit i don't know even know who the director was i don't want to call him out because maybe this is like their first thing and they're trying to get out in the world or something but it's just it wasn't good it just wasn't a good movie sam don't give a fuck she's looking it up right now <laughs> Director Olaf de Flor Johansson. <laughs> so there's a language barrier then. <laughs> Very possible there was. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Icelandic. He's from Iceland? Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot. What the fuck? You just really hate his lamb. Whatever. <laughs> oh. Good movie. I just thought you were being racist. But maybe I am now. Apparently, I hate <laughs> Icelandic films, I guess. Uh. Well, so it's the antithesis to what you felt about Antlers, then. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because <laughs> you're saying how well that one did tense and everything, and how it didn't jump scare you much. No, there's maybe like two jump scares in the whole movie of Antlers, and I think yeah. they're earned, honestly. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess we're at the end of the thing. Yeah, we're past the two hour mark. Uh, oh, it's no. daylight savings, everyone. So we've really been just recording for an hour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> legally daylight savings happens at like two. 3 a.m., 2 a.m. Who the fuck is up then? Yeah. 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 Me, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try to be so I can try to get used to staying up at night for my night shift job. Yeah. That oh, means falsely. you have to do it an extra hour because <laughs> we're falling back. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to play more Kingdom Under Fire. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I was going to try to be Control tonight, if anything. I don't know oh. if I will, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and then we'll have the Control podcast, where we all talk about it, and you guys continue to tell me that you liked it I wrong. liked it wrong. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, we have a link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. And that gets you the link to all our social medias and listen medias. As well as an email, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your antlers. Yeah, sure. send them. Yeah. I already have some antlers. Sam will use them. I'll she has add like, them to my collection. Do you, like, do you like grind them down for like something or no. she'll just wear them? She wears animal bones on her ears. <laughs> I think those are called earrings. Yeah. No, they're animal bones. They're literally animal bones. Yeah. What do you think earrings are made of? Metal? Baby bones. <laughs> hey, Robbie, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> so, if you're out and about, please be kind to one another, and please be safe out there. Make sure to wear a mask. Make sure to stay six feet apart. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, Thank you, E. 
Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you, everybody out there for listening. If you're listening to the archive, hope you guys had a great week. Hopefully, your next week is great as well. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.